ESPN 94.1 AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. If you could see what I see right now, it is an amazing sight of musical chairs. We've got our show producer, Gabriel Sellerts, who, um, there's never a problem. Even if the building was on fire, there's never a problem. His answer to me always is, don't worry, it'll be fine. And then we have our special guest intern, summer employee, Jansen Williams. And in the middle of that collection of uh, souls, you have the reason why teams were happy to see Marshall not not be on the other side of the bracket when he was playing. And that is one, Ideen Peneva, because, um, well, let's put it this way. You didn't get to the rim very often when Ideen was playing. He's in the studio as well. So I've got a crazy collection of guys behind the glass. I haven't even told you who I am. My name is Paul Swan. Welcome in to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And uh, it's not official until a few days from now, but I want to welcome on Huntington Federal Savings Bank. They're going to be our new presenting sponsor. So just an early welcome to them for being a part of our program. And we do this every day right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So I'm going to have maybe a combination of these two guys on uh, a little bit later on. We'll uh, catch up with Ideen, talk to him about uh, what life has been like after Marshall and uh, where he's at right now. And then um, we're going to talk to Kevin Long in a few minutes. Uh, Marshall Soccer That's right. Soccer is getting back and ready to go here in the next uh, few weeks. So we thought we would talk to Kevin, get him on the program, just get us caught up on what's going on with the program. So that's what's happening today. And, of course, you can join the program at any time on the Miller Lite phone lines. That's right, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. So where do we begin? Now, yesterday was kind of a crazy night for me. I'm scanning the dials, watching. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I stopped watching really any part of the Pirates-Reds game. It was pretty much over. And I flipped over. I was watching some of the debate last night, Democratic debate. Watched some of that, just kind of see what was going on there. And I had the radio on in the background. Just keeping an ear on the game. Something changed, something happened. I could go to that and... And then all of a sudden, I heard the call. Maybe we'll play that a little bit later on. I think we've got that. Greg Brown just going crazy. And the fight began, and Cincinnati and the Pirates just go after each other. That was probably one of the best baseball brawls I've seen in a long time. So that was last night. We've had a game since. I kind of wish the Reds and the Pirates played tonight, but today was the getaway game for the Pirates. And so the Reds and the Pirates play today. Anticlimactic. the Reds get the win, and they behave themselves. But I can't wait. I can't wait for these, these two teams to meet up again. This has become one of my favorite baseball rivalries. It's always been one of my favorite baseball rivalries, but it just feels like even you got two of the, the worst teams in baseball right now, and I've got to preface that a little bit. The Reds are getting a little bit better. The Pirates um, – they haven't had that much success as of late. 
they're pretty much close to the bottom of the standings. If it wasn't for one team holding them up, they'd be the bottom of the standings. So it was fun to see a little energy in that series, and I don't know what that means for the future. If you just got to watch these two teams, it's going to be pretty chippy. I mean, the, remember when the Reds and the Cardinals were getting really chippy with each other? This is kind of a, uh, a reminder of that. But the Reds win. They win 4-1, beat the Pirates. And in the standings now, the Pirates are 11 games back, 47-61 and 61 overall. The Reds improved to 50-56. and 56. They are seven back. Cardinals and the Cubs and Milwaukee still the uh, cream of the crop when it comes to this division right now. But, yeah, I'm not even interested in the regular season um, standings. I want to see the extended, the wild card standings. If it began today, if the playoffs began today, it would be St. Louis. Washington is a wild card team. The Dodgers is division leader. Atlanta, uh, they are a division leader, so you would have them. And then your wild card teams would be Chicago, Philadelphia, and Washington. Milwaukee would be the team out. And looking at the very bottom of the list in the National League, Miami holding up the bottom with that 390 winning percentage, 41 and 64. Pittsburgh's not much better at a 435 hit. They're 10 back as of uh, this wild card standing. Actually, that's where they're 10 back in the wild card. I mean, that's how tight the division is for them. uh, That really, the division leaders, Milwaukee's one back in the wild card, just looking at this here. And Pittsburgh's 47 and 61. Back in action. They're back in action. They will be taking on the Mets. We're going to have that for you. That's going to be coming up right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So they're going to take a day, and they're going to be off. I don't know. Um, Pittsburgh has the home game. I don't know why they couldn't have just played this in the evening, and then Pittsburgh probably just wanted to get out of there. I know how these uh, these getaway games are, but you, you could have you could have got back at a really reasonable time and maybe just had a night game. Nobody was there today at Great American Ballpark. It's an afternoon game. It's a businessman special. The only people who were enjoying it probably was just us because we had some baseball to listen to in the background or just follow along while we're at work. And Now, for me, I like it. I like it just because of the fact that we've got afternoon baseball. It's a radio thing for me. Nobody's coming to these things, though. Nobody's showing up. But the Pirates are back in action, taking on the Mets. And, again, we'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Um, you know, these um, these guys were pretty um, pretty subdued. I mean, Clint Hurdle came to, um, came to the mound. Pretty subdued and uh, pulling up. I mean, Clint Hurdle was a dude, man. I don't know. What to, I don't know what to say. Just watching a little bit of this earlier, and uh, you know when they exchanged the lineup cards, uh, they have four umpires there, four umps there to uh, oversee the lineup exchange. And um, Clint Hurdle extended his hand, um, and Clint Hurdle and David Bell they shook each other's hands um, with the umpires. Um, you know they didn't do with each other though. I mean that was the thing though. Uh, these guys don't like each other. Completely do not like each other whatsoever. 
and I, I completely get it. And it makes for great baseball. I think it makes for great baseball. Okay, we're going to turn our attention. Real hook of the show today is uh, we've got later on, um, we're going to have Jansen Williams and his uh, special interview with Idine Penova. So he's not even paying attention. That's right, you're interviewing him. You're doing it for a grade. It's going to be you. You're going to ask Idine all the tough questions. I'm going to sit here and grade you. But I'm going to talk to Kevin Long when we come back from break. So Kevin's going to join us on the program, and we'll do that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, July 31st edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Can you believe it? We're getting so much closer to the beginning of sports season at Marshall University and leading the way is the Marshall women's soccer team. They're going to be at Virginia Tech on Saturday, August 10th. And it's always a pleasure to welcome to the program, anytime we can get him on, head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Kevin Long, and he now joins us on the program. How's your summer been so far, Coach? Well, it's been brief, but uh, it's been. It, I think the reason it's been brief is we've been chopping at the bit to get at it this fall. So, uh, so fortunately for us all, our wait's nearly over, and we start on Monday. We bring the kids back on Monday. I know you got to be excited. Uh, this is an exciting time for women's soccer. Uh, the nation fell in love with the, the women's team. They win the World Cup. Uh, an amazing feat. And they're pushing the way for the sport. And you know, how much really do you see from that push or how much residual energy do you get off an event like that? Well, I think personally, uh, you know, we were watching women's soccer every day. And, uh, and it was fun to watch – community i watch people who had never really watched the game uh fall in love with it and so that, that's been really fun and we've seen that before at other world cups you know when the when the game's on the center stage like that it's fun to see these uh you know i don't want to i don't want to feel like i'm saying negative things about them but a lot of non-fans you know over the years certainly my lifetime have uh, talked about how, how crazy the sport was and how uh you know unfun it was and then, then to watch them turn and, and kind of change as they now have more exposure to it. And uh, and they, they have a product in the U.S. national team that just played entertaining soccer throughout the tournament. So it's been it's been a lot of fun, and it gets me personally energized for the fall uh, just on that level alone, just to, just to be kind of excited about watching as much as, as we were able to watch. But uh, uh, we've, got, we've got some other things within the program as well that make it a real motivating summer, and, and we're – I, I don't know another year we've been more excited about starting, so uh, so we're, we're we're ready. Now, one thing that you never tell me is who your keeper is. You, you won't even tell me who your keeper is, uh, and the game could be halfway over, and you won't tell me. But <laughs> in those cases, I'm probably usually trying to trying to wait till you get to the game to find out. You know, uh, funny. It's funny. In other years, we've had a uh, well. I've never said that it's a uh, predetermined decision. That's that's true. We um, changed our goalkeeping status this past year. So we have Lindsay Langley as our only returning goalkeeper. And uh, Lindsay didn't play a lot of minutes uh, for us outside of uh, times when, when Megan Benally, our, our other keeper, was injured. So Lindsay comes in with the most playing minutes, and, and it's you know under 300 minutes. So we're kind of eager to see what happens in preseason. We bring in two freshman keepers, uh, a little bit of the roll of dice with that. But uh, we're... we're there's never been a year where I've been able to say, hey, I don't know who's starting. 
where I haven't had in the back of my, my mind who I thought it would be. I really don't have an idea this year uh, who's going to be in goal for us, but we know that there's quality at, at any of the three spots or any of the three players. So the good news is we feel really comfortable with who we have coming in. Now, you have to tell me, though, your, uh, your, your captain. So those have been announced, so you can't get out of it. Uh, you actually no, no, and I'm happy to announce, you know, and, and this was a, kind of a, a fun year. You know, we've, we haven't won as many games as we wanted to the last couple of years. Came off a great 15, uh, 14 and 15 campaign, and then and we've, we got really bit by injuries. And, and in that, we, we kind of had to, had to kind of relearn what culture we wanted to have. Uh, and in that, the, the players that rose to the top were Gabby Powers and Nestle Gonzalez. And unlike any other year when we've done, uh, I, I kind of don't name captains right off the bat. I, I let the team have some say and get their feedback. And this was one of the only years that I can remember in all my coaching where the two candidates were on every ballot. So it was such a clear uh, indicator that the team looked to these two people for their leadership, uh, for their decision-making, for their guidance. And I certainly can reflect and look back and say, you know, on the field, the times where I'm around them, it makes, it made great sense to name these two as captains, but it was, it was so much, um, such a confidence builder when we we saw the votes from the players and, 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 it was it was almost unanimous, you know. Uh, 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 these these players are the ones that uh, our team wants to lead us, and so I'm thrilled to have Gabby and Nets at the helm as, uh, as far as captains, and and I'm looking forward to some some really great play from them and the team uh, under their leadership. You got a challenging schedule. You cool. yeah, <laughs> and thankfully a couple of them were exhibition games, so. Um, you can uh, you can go out there maybe experiment a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Well, you've got Virginia Tech and Moorhead State as uh, as your exhibition games, and yeah, Moorhead State's a, a great foe to always have on the schedule. They're they're easy to get to. Virginia Tech still easy to get to, but bigger name. You know, when you go out there, uh, you know your first game's an exhibition game. Are you just throwing it out there? Let's see what works. You know, you have a game plan in store for this. What do you do? We do have a game plan. We've we've been fortunate that we know we knew a lot about the players coming in we've probably seen this class of players coming in more than almost any class and uh 2020 is pretty similar we've been we have great exposure to these two years two groups of kids uh through the club system and, and through our recruiting efforts so we're very comfortable with the roster we have and we spent all spring doing uh, two things number one fine-tuning and working on what we thought our system would be through this fall and instead of instead of mixing it up, we said, you know what? This is what I think we're built for based on the players we have coming in. Let's let's get really good at this uh, formation. Let's let's see if we can max out our success in it. And then when the players come in, while well, we expect great impact from our incoming class, the the because it's a large incoming class, the returners would have a lot of uh, opportunity to help mold and coach and uh, correct and guide this large incoming class. Because all spring we worked on. Um, educating and, and making ourselves really comfortable in uh, how we wanted to look in the fall. So the first part is, yes, we have a game plan going in. And the second part is we really, I think this is the first year coming into preseason. We're knock on wood. We're, we're a few days away. We don't have a season ending injury that has already occurred to our team. So in the previous years, when we've talked, I've been able to, uh, you know, or been forced to talk a lot about how injuries are going to guide and direct uh, what we did on a daily basis. And so our two leading scorers, or, or I say two, 
uh, we bring back Jordan Sakaris, who is our or was our leading scorer before she went down with an ACL injury. Um, and then we thought we had uh, a solution for her and Mary Lawman, who had a good freshman year, was ready poised to really come out of the gates as a sophomore. She tore ACL in the preseason last year, so we had to really improvise while we were playing. You know, we forget planning. We now had to find an absolutely different way to attack, which we we did, but we we were not as strong as we should have been. And so this is the first preseason where we're going at Virginia Tech saying, yeah, let's start putting um, let's start putting a picture or an image of us that is our best image, which we haven't been able to do for many years. So so both a strategy, kind of a strategic plan, but also uh, personnel-wise, we're, we're eager to attack Virginia Tech, Moorhead, and the strength of that schedule, which, like you said, is really tough. It, it should poise, put us in, in a, a good position to know exactly what and how uh, we need to succeed in conference because the level of play is really high at our non-conference schedule. Yeah, um, after Moorhead State, Michigan and Michigan State. So you've got the Michigan road trip uh, and the later part of August, and then you come home and you get to uh, play at Hoops Family Field, and you got Youngstown State, Ohio, and you you get closer and closer to that conference schedule. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that schedule. Uh, the Michigan schools are obviously going to be tough. Um, Youngstown State, Ohio. Uh, make perfect sense schedule-wise because of the location, familiarity with them. But you've got yep. High Point, Vanderbilt, and Lipscomb. Um, what can you tell us about the the two teams in Nashville? Well, the six games that you've mentioned so far, the regular games that we played, those six, there's uh, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, post uh, winning records consistently. Michigan's a uh, perennial NCAA tournament team. Uh, we bring High Point, but uh, a contender for their conference championship every year. Um, Youngstown's growing. Uh, we've wanted to rekindle uh, and forge a, a, a relationship with them um, after many years where we haven't played. It made, like you said, made great sense for us to play them. Their building should be an interesting year for them because we caught them early in a new coaching change, and now he's had a year to kind of mold and, and recruit who he wants there. So we'll, I think we'll see a challenge in Youngstown. But then you go down in that, that trip, um, you mentioned it in Nashville, Vandy's going to make a run in a national championship. It's going to be fun to watch, and we think we can compete with them. Uh, we're, we're playing in their tournament, which would be pretty exciting. And Lipscomb, Lipscomb and Vandy both are NCAA tournament teams. So by the time we get into conference play, we will have been uh, against some opponents that if anybody will be able to expose us, we think that uh, – or expose areas of our game that are weaknesses, we think we've got the right opponents to do that. So that when we play the North Texases and the Charlotte in conference – it won't be the first time we're playing at that speed. It won't be the first time that we're being exposed or or uh, we're playing teams that have the athletes and, and the soccer knowledge to kind of uh, put us on our heels. So well, I'm really hoping that the experience, while tough games, we expect to come out of our non-conference uh, schedule with some, some uh, a winning record. Uh, but more importantly, we expect to come out of that with a little bit of confidence and a little bit of uh, um knowledge about what areas of the game going into conference play we need to focus on to make sure that we're as successful as possible. Marshall Women's Soccer Coach Kevin Long joining us on the program. I forgot to mention you've got Florida Atlantic Conference play and then uh, <laughs> you got a little diversion there. Uh, you're playing Florida Gulf Coast. I mean, what a tough schedule you have. You're going to Florida and you're going to be playing FIU. You're going to be <laughs> playing Florida Gulf Coast, Florida Atlantic. I mean, usually you try to split those up home and away with the Florida schools. Not you, no. No. <laughs> well, I wish I could take credit for that craziness. The conference scheduling uh, is done for us. But what what a kind of weird couple of weeks. Because I think in two weeks' time period, we're down 
at FAU. Uh, we play Florida Gulf Coast. That's a non-conference game. Another another perennial uh, NCAA tournament team, very good team. Um, and then that's like a Thursday, Sunday. We come home, catch our breath, and play UTEP on a Thursday, which is always a great – we've developed into a great little rivalry, which is fun on Thursday, a home conference game we start off with. And then um, we're back down to Florida to play FIU. Uh, and, and two trips to Florida in two weekends, that's, I don't think anyone draws it up and says, hey, that's what we want to do. But that's, what, uh, that's certainly what the conference uh, uh, you know, delivered to us. And, and we're, again, we look at that non-conference schedule and say, well, we, we're hoping that that strengthened us. You know, we we're hoping that we're ready to go for that. We're fit enough, we're strong enough and healthy enough. And we certainly, uh, hopefully at that point, know how to handle ourselves a little bit and, and maybe uh, can get maybe a, maybe a little bit of surprising results. I think surprising meaning that some of those teams are the top of their conferences uh, and or the top of ours. And, and where we finished last year, we expect to get some results that might, might you know, change the balance of our conference a little bit. It also looks like the conference did you know favors. You got to go to Rice, North Texas, and then following week Louisiana Tech. So uh, you get the fun and sun in Florida, but you also got to pay for it in Texas. Uh, the heat's a little yeah. different there. It is, although it totally is. <laughs> and somebody talked to me about this dry heat thing, whatever that is. But the uh, uh, we're we have a tough. It's a tough schedule, but we've we've been saying that you know if you're going to succeed with Marshall and soccer, you have to be able to to overcome and power through a tough deal. You know, the the deal of where we are and where we have to travel to uh, in Conference USA puts us at a scenario where we're – it's more than just a game, right? You've got to persevere, be fit enough, strong enough mentally, and, and be able to withstand the rigors of our conference. And so when we think and set our sights on winning the conference tournament, it's it's we don't really talk about how hard the schedule is. We invite it, like bring it. Like what challenge what – challenge, what other challenges do you want to add to it because they're just going to make us stronger as we fight fight to the conference championship. And you mentioned that North Texas trip. We're kind of that's definitely got an asterisk next to it. We think we're competing for the conference championship this year. And to do that, let's play. Let's go down to North Texas and play them there. Let's do it. And uh, and let's get it done. And then let's go back. I'll tell you what. Let's let's add it. Let's even make it more difficult. Let's go back to North Texas for the conference championship and play through North Texas to win that and, and hoist that trophy. So I'm kind of excited about that schedule, and with the talent that we have, and with certainly right now the health we have, it's an exciting time. It's, we we think we've done what we need to do. Now it's now let's get on the field. Let's do it. Kevin Long's our guest, Marshall Women's Soccer, the Thundering Herd. Saturday, August 10th, going to be at Virginia Tech, and the first time you get to see this team, unless you travel, will be on August 30th taking on Youngstown State. Um, a lot of excitement this year for the season. Uh, on top of that, uh, the World Cup, as we mentioned earlier, adding to that. And uh, Are you anticipating you know, maybe seeing some new faces out there that, uh, hey, this women's soccer thing is, is actually pretty pretty good. Oh, look, Marshall's got a soccer team. I should go check that out. I mean, have you, have you got any of that vibe yet, or you know, am, am I just reading into that? No, I, I think it's Fair, like the best example is uh, an ex- a, a parent who, whose son is attending Marshall in the fall as a freshman, and um, wanted to know where the soccer stadium was at Virginia Tech. So they're going to travel and watch us play that early date. You know, I, somebody's excited about being part of the herd family. You know, as a as a general student and wants to follow us to a game. I, we don't usually get that. So so 
perhaps that's the enthusiasm that the World Cup brought. It certainly there's great things happening uh, here in uh, in Huntington for the herd for the herd and and that Marshall like the, with the baseball and the new new kind of constructions that are being talked about. What a great time to be part of the herd, right? And um, and so we're seeing that perfect storm of enthusiasm show up in in families and and fans wanting to be a part of us. And that part maybe a little bit earlier than we would be able to generate later in the season. So we'll, we we don't. It doesn't matter who we blame for it. We're just excited that we're getting that that uh, enthusiasm and excitement leading into our season. All right. Now um, there's some rumors going on around um, the fact that there's a coaching opening with the uh, United States women's national team. Uh, I'm starting the rumors. Uh, are you a candidate for the uh, the women's national team? You, you know, I, I don't believe that my name's on that list. I, I, I'm too happy at Marshall. But, it, you know, it's funny is that the Ellis family, I worked for the Ellis family. So Jill's dad was my boss growing up. And, uh, and certainly Jill and her brother Paul, like they're, they're friends of mine. And, uh, and so it's nice to see the success they've had. But, no, I think that they'd have to really twist my arm to leave Marshall. I mean, uh, that's understandable, right? Like the the herd and where we are, it's like let's we got stuff that we want to do. <laughs> and the national team, they've already won some national champions, you know, some some World Cups and some trophies. But we've got some trophies we want to win before I before I go anywhere. How stressful is that job? Um, it's cool. uh, it's it's stressful already being a head coach of any team, but the national team. What's what's the magnification on the stress? Yeah, I think well, I think you hit it. Like everything's stressful because. No matter what you do, like you wear you wear a gray shirt, and someone's going to tell you it should have been blue, and you know, and I don't think I, I don't think there's a hundred percent approval of anybody in those positions. Like they just won the World Cup, and they're 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 still being criticized and and over things that I'm not sure universally every team that wins a championship gets criticized for, be it their swagger and their confidence, uh, or their they're running up a score, you know, which. I'm sitting here going, you're at a, you know, this is your elite level, and when we watch worldwide elite players and elite teams, I don't see any difference between uh, what they're doing. So she she's facing pressure. It's 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 you know, it's sometimes it looks like they're just trying to look for ways and reasons to be critical, and uh, instead of celebrating the fact that she's won back to back World Cups and just done an amazing job. So the, I think the pressure is uh, an amazing amount of pressure is on her. And anyone in those positions, and and fortunately for her, she's in a family that I think uh, uh, has prepared her for that. But I also think that she's probably looking for some time, some downtime, right? Some time, maybe a little bit further away from the spotlight, where where no one's going to get too mad at her for for choosing what flavor of coffee she drinks or something like that. You know, like I think that's a, that she'll look forward to. So, would Kevin Long have run the score up? I liked it, by the way. I'm just going to preface this. I I was on board with the villainy. Yeah, you, you know, it's a funny thing because I think when you look at the, the rules of the tournament, uh, they're different than a lot of youth people. If I, would I have run the score up? Yeah, but I don't wouldn't have called it running the score up. I would have been gaining every competitive advantage in a tournament that's win and go home. And so when you're looking at uh, there were two other teams that had to play in that bracket against the same team. And if they had gotten a higher, if they had gotten a higher goal uh, differential in that game, uh, and we had by chance tied a team in our bracket, then we leave our bracket as the second place team. Well, would that be a risk that you'd want to take in this type of tournament? So the difference is in youth soccer, they put a they put a cap on how many goals you get points for. So like if you score uh, three goals higher than your opponent, 
you don't get any more bonus points. You get a total of three points for those uh, goals scored. And that's, that rule doesn't exist in the World Cup. So we, let's say we didn't run it up and we stopped at eight. So then the next opponent plays them and they, they stop at nine. Uh, and now we tie, and we tie that team. Now we're in second place coming out of the bracket. That's not, a, that's not where we wanted to be to win the World Cup. And so I think it was the right decision. Now, I, and I think you celebrate. I think the other part of it is, and in, in no offense to you know, the losing teams in any of these games, uh, you're on the grandest of grand stages and you're losing. And, yeah, it's a really tough moment. But it, on the flip side, there were players, I, I can't remember the number, there were several players who scored in that game scored their very first World Cup goals of their career. And the, the list is so much longer uh, of players who have never scored a World Cup goal. And so what, what's the person supposed to do, not celebrate? Like, that's a lifetime dream being accomplished in that moment, regardless of what the score was. And so I thought, I don't think there was any fault in the women's team trying to win the World Cup, making sure that they didn't, they didn't leave their bracket as a, a two-seed. Uh, I, I think they did everything well within their rights and they carried themselves like anyone else would uh, at that level, uh, you know, getting some of those first goals. So, I, you know, I was proud of the way they carried themselves throughout the tournament. Uh, and like everybody, I have my favorite players. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, they were good examples of what competitive soccer, competitive um, sport should look like at that level. Kevin Long is our guest, Marshall women's soccer coach. Uh, the Thundering Herd getting ready for the upcoming season. Exhibition action August 10th at Virginia Tech, August 15th at Moorhead State. On the road at Michigan and Michigan State on the 22nd and 25th, and then back to start the season at the home side at least, August 30th, Youngstown State. Coach, good talking to you. Uh, good luck with the season. Uh, looking forward to it this year. And, um, you know, feel free at any time, run the score up, especially on a couple of schools. Uh, I mean, Western Kentucky, for example, you want to run the score up on them. I'm good with that. Well, I'll remember that. And as, as those scores and, and uh, as the scores come in throughout the year, we'll have to see how many of those we get a chance to do that. In. Uh, and and like I said, unlike youth soccer, uh, we'll be looking for that goal differential uh, for any tie-breaking reasons later on in the season. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Coach, good luck on the season. We'll have you back soon. All right, thanks. Touch you soon. See ya. That is Kevin Long, head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. All right, uh, I got a special treat for you guys. Uh, we've got coming up here in the uh, the next break, um, we're going to talk to, um, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but we got Jansen Williams, our special summer intern, and uh, he's brought a friend with him today to work, and we're going to talk to his friend when we continue. Uh, his friend's pretty good. Um, he's... Um, he, yeah, he's okay. I mean, Jansen, is that is your assessment okay? All right, I'll let you guys uh, hash that out when we continue. Uh, Idean Peneva in studio with us when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Okay, um, we've got a unique pairing here in the studio um, all summer long. He's getting an A for his internship. Jansen Williams with us on the program. Um, Hopefully A. A A minus. I gotta fill your I gotta fill your form out. You want me you want me to give it to you and you can fill it out here a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we can do that. That'd yeah, be um, put a few <laughs> just put a three now and then. You gotta rate one to five. Five, five, five. Three. Yeah, so I've see five, I've, five, I've five. gotta go like five, four, five, five, four, because you know she's gonna know something's up if I put all if fives. We do that, yeah. 
Yeah, so we got to make it go a little outlier, right? And I know she's not listening to the show, so uh, you're going to get away with this guy free. Hopefully, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, we're recording this, hopefully, Gabriel, because uh, then he can turn this in. Um, I try to find little projects for you, and sometimes Absolutely. you find them for yourself. And uh, uh, you have Idine Penova with you here. I do. He yeah. is in town for just a couple of days. He leaves tomorrow, and I was like, you know what? It'd be pretty cool to bring him over to the radio station, and have a little interview. So. So here he is. Here he is. Um, Thank you for having me. Man, um, I missed you. Man, I was mad you were gone. I was like, where's <laughs> I Dean? <laughs> I missed I missed all this, honestly. He's been he's been uh and I never thought I was gonna like really miss Huntington this much, but this is really like my second home. What's your journey been like since uh leaving Marshall? Um because it's different for every for every player and um it's not easy. I mean, you could do it what is considered the right way and still not make it. So what's your journey been like? Uh, like throughout my career, like I had a similar pattern with every step I make. So even when I came here to Marshall, my first year was very, very tough. You know, I had to go through adjustment period and, you know, it gets better after time. So it was similar this year. It was a great experience for my first year. I was in a great team, surrounded by great guys, but you know it was a, a big learning year for me. So, so now you're not in the college ranks, and um, you're um, you're playing professional ball, and you're, you're pursuing that career. Uh, what's that transition been like? Um, because if you don't make the NBA, basketball is still very viable for a lot of players who might not make at least the top league in the United States. Yeah, uh, I mean. Overseas basketball is very different than uh, from from what it's like in the states, and especially uh, very different from college basketball. Um, it's a lot slower tempo, uh, a lot more set plays. It's um, and even just the lifestyle that brings in, and the coaches, different mentalities. Everything adds a little, a little bit up to 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 the game and everything about the game being so different. But um, you know, as we said, everyone has their journey, and uh, everyone goes through life, you know, learning their lessons in different ways. So um, for me, I hopefully NBA is still a dream and I think it's still something I can get to. So hopefully in a few years, as I mature, uh, I'll be able to accomplish it. Yeah, you look at, say, a guy like Hassan Whiteside who was drafted and then had to go overseas and he worked his way back. So there is a path back to the NBA or at least um, for a lot of players. If you do well, the NBA will find you. Definitely, definitely. Um, and he's not the only player. There's been, but he's, um, I guess, the most familiar one for us because he's been at Marshall. Um, as you said, you know, NBA finds you wherever you are. So as long as you work on your game, get better, uh, stay persistent, uh, go go with your head persistent. up through lows and and. Uh, Here's vocabulary over here. Persistent? Yeah. That's pretty it. good, dude. Look, he's the reason why the GPA was pretty high, I'm sure, for, for the <laughs> oh, team. Oh, yeah. That yeah was I, the I was holding it out for Jensen. <laughs> for me. Now, I heard you say you had more set plays yeah. over there. Like, can you explain to me how – because, you know, me, when we played, there was no set plays, yeah. if any, if we had any. Yeah, so basically uh, here, as you know, with Coach Dan, uh, the, game, the game has a very good flow. So, you know, having a good point guard like we did have with John and, you know, guard with CJ. We knew where everybody was going to be at. Yeah, we knew. No matter what. So we would just, like, start pick and roll, and then what opens from that? We didn't really think about, oh, we, we, we want to get that, we want to do that. We were just playing and, and flowing with the game. While uh, in Europe, it's mm -hmm. mostly, like, 
when you cross the court, coach is calling, you know what you got to play, you know who you got to find. So it's kind of already predetermined, you know. Obviously, you know, sometimes little things going to change, but pretty much every time it's a set play, you know, trying to find someone. How many plays do you have in your in your playbook? Uh, way too many to, to count. Really? Uh, yeah. Like 50 or like? Even more throughout the season, we've been changing plays, adding plays. Like our coach has been really like, like going deep into his playbook. So I, c- I don't even know the, the number. It's, it's really? a big number. What yeah. about like um, on defense? Do you guys go every single defense in the book or like two, three? One two one, or do you guys stay man? We 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 stayed man. Uh, there are some teams that played zone and stuff, but we stayed man. We try to keep it simple. Um, and we had a little on defense, <laughs> simple on defense, not simple on offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, uh, it, it's very different from what he, what we play here. Yeah, a lot of shows, a lot of hedges, you know. Like while here, you could just like kind of stay back and, and redirect, you know, the traffic. So coming from Marshall, I know that we had an outstanding crowd. Um, especially when you were here when we went and did big things and made history. We had an amazing crowd. We still do have an amazing crowd, if not better. What is it like playing over there? I've, I've, I've seen some games online where there's f- huge flags, there's fireworks inside in the gym. Yeah. Is that how it is right now when you're, where you're playing at? Yeah, well, uh, my team is a little bit more uh, calm than that. Really? Yeah, they don't, they don't usually go that hard, but... I've been to some games this year and, you know, uh, to certain teams like fan base and like that team is like a religion to them. They're like, they live, they live for that and they live for those games. So their goal every game is to make uh, atmosphere as crazy as it can be. So they bring drums, they they have like choreographies, you know. Holy moly. Like they know, they have like a playlist with song they're going to sing, you know, like. They make up songs, they write songs, they bring uh, torches and stuff you know, <laughs> in the gym, which shouldn't be illegal, but they pull it out somehow. You know. So it gets crazy sometimes. I bet the rivalries get really crazy. Yeah, yeah, especially like with certain teams, like with rivalries, like it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Next question. How long of a flight is it from, how, how long was a flight from where you were in Spain to here? Oh, well, I flew from Bosnia, from my hometown, so Sarajevo, so it was even further. You went from Spain to Bosnia, and then from Bosnia to here? Yeah. Uh, so, altogether, it was like 18 hours, which is even not bad. Like, you I know, think we're big guys. Yeah. And planes are not our best friends. Nah, definitely not. So, did you have room on the plane? Did they make sure you had room, or were you just Nope. Like, it was all? a long plane. It was a long ride, and, you know, like, I, I don't care, like, what plane is it? It's... For big guys, it's always gonna be small. Small, yeah. Knees so to our ears. I, I would have to get up every 20 minutes because I was getting cramps, and you know, like it's 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 not the uh, it's not the best feeling. Yeah, it's I would think the um, the team in uh, Basconia would uh, have a charter for you, right? We did, uh, so, so did I, <laughs> so, did, <laughs> so I, did I. But you know, it, it turned out that we travel with Marshall way better than uh, than we travel than they travel in Europe. <laughs> by, <laughs> by the way, I'm glad uh, that yeah you're playing for a team that I can pronounce because yeah. uh, your your boy Elmore. I had to yeah I had to have Jansen go over with me like 50 times, and we Tri- Trieste. Trieste. I, I got that now. But it doesn't look like it should say no, it Trieste. Doesn't, yeah, no, just look at that. Yeah, I don't know. In my language, we say differently. We say Trieste. 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 Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. Oh, Lord. 
So there's no chance. Uh, there's no. There's no super chance that you know these leagues cross over and you could be looking at Elmore and just just reject his stuff. <laughs> well, you probably not this year. Like but a gold cup or some, you know. As, uh, you probably know. probably not this year, you know. Okay. But hopefully next year, you know, we we either play it together or you know against each other. I, w- I would definitely love that. That would be insane if you guys insane. And CJ is also gonna be somewhere there, you know. So is he really? Yeah, yeah, I think CJ's going to end up in Europe too, you know, so yeah, we, hope. and Stevie Browning, we're going to have some guys that are going to okay. be close to each other. How cool would it be to have Stevie Browning, CJ Burks, John Elmore, and Ideen Peneva on the exact same EuroLeague team? No, I want them on opposite teams. You want them to play against each <laughs> other? Yeah, I want them on opposite teams. Again, I want Elmore to try to go up and, you know, uh, Peneva <laughs> just, like, knock that out. Like, what are you doing? Well, yeah, you're you're an outside shooter. What are you doing? That would be fun. Yeah. All right, we got to hit our final break. We'll come back. We will continue on. And we have got Jansen Williams, uh, currently of the Marshall basketball team, and uh, our uh, special summer intern. And uh, Ideen Peneva is with us in studio as well. We'll continue with these guys on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're hanging out in the studio. We've got our summer special intern, Jansen William. Your jump shot's not getting any better in the studio, but uh, your radio, your radio game not is getting bad, a lot better. Right? It's not bad, right? Not and, terrible. Uh, you've got your, um, you got your friend Idine Penova. You might know him. I he, got my buddy. He used yeah. to play at Marshall. He used to. Yeah. Um, set some crazy record one year. I don't. Um, know. Uh, like it that. wasn't nothing crazy or, yeah, or yeah. anything. Um, playing at Basconia now, but um, you have a different system we were talking off air and uh, jansen had a great question and i had to do a double take when i when i heard it but he didn't mean it the I way didn't. i thought he meant it I, I, you know what i'm not stealing i kind of did a little yeah, bit kinda i kind of okay. did because it's id but i'm not going to steal your question no, we it, it was a good question on the break and i was like you know what i'm sure the people want to hear this conversation so we're going to wait so you know how our 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 system is how dan runs everything anybody can shoot and if you don't shoot you're riding the pond so yeah, you gotta shoot. You gotta take you the gotta shot. Gotta shoot. Day. You gotta yeah. take a shot if you're open. Shoot it. And I was wondering if your coach allows you to shoot. Cause you got a three. You have an okay three point shot. I'm not gonna. Get, I'm, gonna I'm gonna give it to you. You got a good three point shot. But over there, better percentage than yours. But yo, uh, who's oh, counting? Who's Wow. <laughs> yeah, we got some heat in here now. <laughs> no, I was wondering if if you can, if you're allowed to shoot. If if you're as, if your coach is as free as Dan. Definitely not, and not many coaches in Europe are. Uh, I remember one time in practice, uh, I opened up. We were playing some out of bounds. Uh, we had a little play that we had to run, mm-hmm. and the guy was kind of gu- wasn't guarding me really. So I just stepped back, shot a three, and the coach just subbed me out. What? Like in practice, he was like, "Yeah, that, that's you know, you, you can't shoot that quick. Like, you, you gotta run the play." So it's definitely not not you know. As simple as it was here, you know, you really gotta think about like. I'm shooting the ball. Yeah, you're not playing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not playing, obviously, but I don't understand why. Cause you had a good, you had a great three point shot. You were a threat yeah, behind the three point line. Yeah, it doesn't. It they don't it look did. at it like that, you know. They want they wanna uh, get you to take control shots, you know. Hmm. Well, it seems to work. I mean, right? You guys are a pretty good team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're a great team, and you know, it's. I think that's just from coach to coach. You know, you you just have to get used to it, you know. It's just, I'm sure, Euro League 
are they 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 like the three point shot, right? Or is yeah. it more inside? They want to get the post. There's a little bit of both. Okay, you know? so yeah. it's mixture because you yeah. know NBA is starting to be three point sh- shooters yeah, just everywhere. Yeah, running gun. Yeah, and most colleges too. Did you hear about them moving back the? Yeah, actually, Kozan told me. Kozan actually told me, which yeah. it doesn't really matter for Marshall. Yeah, we're gonna shoot no matter yeah. what. But <laughs> we did you shoot. Hear? We shoot for what? from a few feet behind anyway. Paul, what was the uh, what was the other rule they had? The um, offensive rebound. The shot clock goes back to twenty seconds. Believe it, it shortens a little bit. Uh, I think the bigger one though is they're trying to get the game just to move faster. So, right, right. Um, and. The so big one, the big it. one though, is the the pushing it back a little bit closer to the NBA uh, style of basketball when mm-hmm. it comes to that, and just trying to get play going. Right. Just trying to, yeah, you, know, you you've got to keep continuing to go. Everyone seems to be catching up to the style of play that uh, Coach D'Antoni has. Uh, he loves it. He, but it was twenty seconds. I think. Let me double check on that. I don't, okay. don't hold me to that. Yeah, one. Um, I'm almost positive it said twenty seconds. That's tough though. Um, getting the offensive rebound. What is that? The same rules as. No, I, I don't think I think it's it's uh, normal. There, you know, you get a rebound, you get a... 30 seconds back from yeah, the shot clock? Uh, 24, 24. Uh, 24? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, here are the uh, rules if I can get them in real quick. And I'm talking real quick here. Um, well, you got a Mac. They're quick. I'll well, tell you that. Have you met my Mac? <laughs> <laughs> and this, uh, this Mac's almost as old as you. Huh? Yeah? Uh, that's not coming up. You know, the, the darn internets... It's 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 your it's your magnetism, Jansen. That's what it's, it is. It's uh the shot clock is changing, uh, so um, three point shot is going back, uh, and the shot clock to reset to twenty seconds after offensive rebound. Offensive rebound. So uh, there it is. Shot clock is going twenty seconds after an offensive board and three point line to move back to the international distance. That's going to be so interesting. Jensen yeah, Williams, so interesting. thanks for coming in. We appreciate you uh, coming and doing your job. Appreciate you. Uh, for Dean Peneva, for uh, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.